the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's going to take a lot of trees. It should help you enjoy your weekend coming up here to know that Katy Perry, Leonardo DiCaprio, Bradley Cooper, maybe Barack Obama, and Prince Harry uh, spent a few days this week trying to prevent you and the rest of the planet from being doomed in 12 years. Uh, There was a party thrown by Google at a resort in Verdora, Italy, and it was all about climate change. And that's right, even Prince Harry was there, and he gave a really good speech, apparently, in his bare feet. Talk about commitment. Of course, none of these heroes flew commercial. They all came on private jets, 114 of them. Prince Harry has probably never seen the inside of an airport or a commercial plane, but by flying private, he put 3,000 tons of carbon in the air, 10 times more than if he had flown commercial, 10 times more. Now, that may actually be a good thing. We've had people on the show who are talking about that, but none of these people believe that. Trees for the Future, an interesting organization, uh, estimated that Harry would have to plant, are you ready, 190 trees to make up for his footprint for this little trip. He'll probably get right on that this weekend uh, after tea. And the New York Post reported, that for them to make up the uh, to them to make up for the 114 private jets uh, that would put 100,000 kilograms of CO2 in the air, somebody figured out that you'd have to plant 15,000 trees over 75,000 acres to make up for that. Of course, they also hung around on really expensive gas-burning yachts. Katy Perry showed up with Orlando Bloom on a 330 million pound, as in money pound, yacht. And she dumped, jumped into a Maserati SUV, which probably doesn't get really good gas mileage. And Diane Furstenberg and Naomi Campbell didn't fly in. They showed up in a $200 million yacht. Obama was there, probably didn't fly TWA. So they had a nice party, and uh, we, we, I, we're glad that they were able to save the planet in the process. We're going to talk to a guy when we come back who uh, could have put money to good use in some black neighborhoods, all that money, a former civil rights activist. We'll do that right after this. Stick around. Miracle League of Moons, Mike McGulloch joins us. Mike, how's the new field house coming? The building permit was issued. We have the majority of the earthwork done, and they should be pouring foundation pads in the restrooms over the next week or two. Those restrooms are really going to make a big difference for athletes and special needs, aren't they? The ability to be able to use a restroom has always been difficult. You see how little space there is or little accommodations are made for individuals with disabilities, but it's something that we can make a little bit easier for everybody. From the field house to the ball field to the playground, it's really going to be state-of-the-art. It'll be updated with ramping systems and different things so that individuals that have problems with their mobility will be able to get to the same spots that everyone else that easily can get to. And every dollar you give goes directly to the project. Our board is funding all the administrative costs, so any donation from anyone goes directly to the construction of the field. Let's make miracles happen. Give today at miraclesinmoon.org slash donate. Sponsored by Robinson Town Center, a Zamias Properties entity. Warning. Property protected by electric fence. Sharks sighted in water. Warnings are truly handy. Bridge out. But you may not always get a warning when it comes to threats to your identity or the personal information on your devices. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection includes Norton Security for even more protection. LifeLock uses proprietary technology to help detect identity threats, like your personal info for sale on the dark web. And Norton Security protects up to five devices from ransomware and other online threats. Plus, if you have a problem, our agents will work to fix it. Of course, no one can prevent all identity theft or cybercrime or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but having someone looking out for you... Warning. Minefield ahead. ...will help keep you out of danger. Join now and get 10% off your first year. Go to lifelock.com and enter promo code TITTLE. That's promo code TITTLE for 10% off. 
LifeLock with Norton. More detection, more protection. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Hi, it's Mike Gallagher inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour through the land of Israel in December of 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. We'll learn about the geopolitical, economic, and spiritual dynamics of one of the most fascinating places on earth. And you'll share experiences that will change how you view the world. Walk the ancient temple steps, touch the western wall, sail on the Sea of Galilee, pray on the Mount of Beatitudes. The list goes on. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your chance. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. The 10-Day Stand with Israel Tour, December 2019. Get more details about the trip or sign up now to join Mike Gallagher and Dennis Breaker on the Stand with Israel Tour by going to TheAnswerPGH.com slash Israel. Recent storms have done a number on Pittsburgh homes and businesses. This is John Steigerwald. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. All you have to do is visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. Why pay twice as much with other companies? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsrspittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off at windowsrspittsburgh.com. That's windowsrspittsburgh.com. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday right here on the John Steigerwald Show. windowsrspittsburgh.com. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, it's hard to imagine anybody being able to pander more than the Democrats have been pandering to black voters for the last three years, or actually longer than that, but especially during these debates. And you wonder why they waste their time on a group that already gives them 90% of their vote, 95% really. Maybe they're not as confident as they used to be, though. Maybe for good reason. Black voters may be changing their minds. Robert Woodson is the founder and CEO of the Woodson Center. He's black and a former civil rights activist, and he joins us now. Robert, thanks for being here. Pleased to be here. So what is the, uh, before we go further here, what is the focus of the Woodson Center? The Woodson Center for the past 36 years has been a national not-for-profit that has helped low-income leaders in drug-infested, crime-ridden neighborhoods to develop solutions to their problems by building on the strengths of the people living there. We provide technical assistance to them, uh, training, access to uh, financing, so they can begin to uh, solve their problems. We have had a reputation over the past 30 years of going into crime-ridden neighborhoods and helping groups that are there to rebuild and reduce violence and improve the economic well-being of the people living there. And where are you located? I'm headquartered in Washington, D.C. We have a network of not-for-profit partners that are in 39 states. There are about 3,000 of them whose lives we've touched over the last 30 years. There are different racial and ethnic groups. They share one thing in common, and that is triumph over of poverty and despair in their communities. And you founded it in uh, 1981. Ro- Ronald Reagan had just become president. Is there any significance to that or just a coincidence? <laughs> no, it just happened to be a coincidence. I'm a veteran of the civil rights movement, but I left that movement when I realized that, uh, as Dr. King said, what good does it do to have the right to live in a neighborhood of your choosing if you don't have the economic means to exercise that right? So I had to move beyond race uh, in the 60s and began to deal with the, the, the challenges of people in uh, low-income communities not having the, the means to walk through when opportunity opens. So, yeah, your, your bio says that you're a former civil rights activist. Um, when, did, when, did you, when exactly did you become a former? Was it in the 60s? Uh, back in probably 1968. Uh, the death of Dr. King, and the reason that I left is, first of all, I was always opposed to forced busing for integration, Mm -hmm. which put me out of touch with the other leaders 
also, uh, I believe that a, that a lot of the people who led those demonstrations um, who were college-educated, they uh, took advantage of the opportunities that were open, but low-income blacks who were not as well-educated did not benefit. So I realized that there was a kind of bait-and-switch game going on where we used the demographics of low-income blacks as the bait, and the switch occurs when the money comes. Uh, I was not a fan of the poverty programs. From the very beginning, I knew it was going to be more disabling than a help to low-income people. You're talking about, the, well, the war on poverty, I guess, officially began in 1964. You were still involved in the civil rights movement, uh, yeah. but you didn't like that from the beginning? No, because I thought it was a perversion of it. Uh, when, it, when the poverty program first got started, I was active uh, in an organization, and it really had a lot of low-income grassroots leaders who were running the organization being paid by the government. But as soon as these grassroots leaders began to uh, raise questions about ha- mayors were running the cities and challenging po- politicians, they went to the federal government and, and got this nuisance out of their way. And so they changed the federal guidelines as to who can qualify for federal funds uh, that you had to have a college education, and that automatically removed all low-income leaders around the country. I knew from that point that the poverty program was intended more for those who are providing service to the poor. Um, In the last 50 years, we spent $22 trillion on programs to aid the poor, 70 cents of all those dollars did not go to the poor. It went to those who served the poor, professionals, and they asked not which problems are solvable, but which ones are fundable. Mm-hmm. So we've created a whole class of people who make their living off of other people being dependent. Yep. And, you know, I've always felt, at least for a long time, and I've heard people say, you know, uh, it's a it's a ridiculous simplification of it, but you'd almost be better off just uh, airlifting bundles of money in and dropping it into the neighborhood, uh, and, really and was, eliminate yeah, the middleman. It really is, yeah. And it's and the issues are a lot more complicated than that, but um, but it is really based on a deficit model. So what I've tried to do over the past fifty years of my advocacy is to work on a different way of approaching poverty. Uh, the traditional way is to go into low-income neighborhoods and ask uh, why 70% of the children that are living there are raising, parents are raising children that are dropping out of school in jail. Mm-hmm. We go to the 30% who are, uh, who are achieving against the odds and ask not how many people are failing and why, but how many are succeeding and what explains their success. So our, our approach is to build on the success and capacity of people and try to take what's working among the 30% and apply it to the 70%. Yeah, and what is the reaction from uh, the people in those neighborhoods, the black uh, people who've been living in those neighborhoods for all this time and seen so much failure and, and, and seen the government involvement but uh, not enough people making progress as a result of it? Well, it's created a lot of despair, but also uh, it only takes a small number of people. Only 3% of the people in our economy are entrepreneurs, but they generate 70% of the jobs. It, we found this to be true in the social economy. It only takes a small number of people to, to, to generate interest in a new and innovative ways to reduce poverty. One of our programs that we supported, uh, if your listeners would go on, YouTube and go Bertha Gilkey at 60 Minutes, you'll see an example of what can happen when you empower low-income leaders in those communities and give them the ability to take responsibility for managing their own affairs. Mm-hmm. It's a public housing project that became so successful at driving the drug dealers out and improving the quality of life that market-rate housing was built right across the street from it. It was it was a real island of excellence that we thought would really be a model for how we help poor people, but we got a big pushback from that uh, for years afterwards. Well, when you're talking about the thirty percent, um, how much are, are the thirty percent uh, held back by having to be stuck in 
schools that they can't escape, bad ones? Yeah, a, a lot of them are stuck, but they also start their own schools. I was involved in the Choice Voucher Movement in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. People usually associate uh, vouchers and, and charter schools with uh, white conservatives. But the whole uh, choice and vouchers on education started in the black community of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, in the uh, in the early 90s. Uh, a Democratic uh, state senator, Polly Williams, was really the, the, the spark behind the whole choice in education. Because black kids were failing so poorly in the public schools, that she started a movement uh, to give parents the choice and parents opt out of going to public schools, and a lot of uh, private schools were started, and education achievement really increased. Uh, uh, and so, uh, and that's still the case today. But the Democrats uh, uh, do, the, do as much as they can, it seems anyway, to prevent school choice from happening. Well, that's true. But it's very interesting, this last Florida election, uh, DeSantis was a Republican running for governor against Gillum, the black yeah. uh, a candidate. And because the Republicans supported vouchers in education, 100,000 low-income black parents split their vote and voted for the Republican. And DeSantis won by 30, 32,000 votes. 100,000 of those votes came from the black community. So, And even though President Obama and Oprah Winfrey campaigned for the black candidate, 100,000 black families uh, expressed their independence and voted instead for the Republican. It wasn't an ideological vote. It's because the folks are practical. Uh -huh. They were smart enough not to vote party, but to vote issues. Uh, would you say that Barack Obama being elected uh, president twice has been an overall positive thing? For blacks in no. America? No, it hasn't. I mean, he's done very little for black colleges. He's done very little to, to bring us together. The expectation was that he would be a healer and that he would make America more post-racial. Uh, but he's done just the opposite. I think he helped to polarize us more. Uh, when his attorney general, Eric Holder, when members of the Black Panther Party in Pennsylvania... Um, were yelling uh, racial uh, slurs at white voters at a polling booth, and they were arrested. The Justice Department refused to press charges, and all charges were dropped. But yet, when uh, white nationalists did the same thing, um, then uh, then they came out again. So it was it was not an uh, an even-handed approach to race. We're more divided now than we were before. Yeah, do you think, uh, we're talking to Robert Woodson, he's the CEO and founder of uh, Woods, the Woodson Center. Um, do, do you think that um, uh, it would have been better for blacks, and for, I guess for everybody, if the first black president had been a conservative? Not just because maybe you agree with, uh, we might more agree more with the conservative's approach, but if, if if you know if Barack Obama had said, had the same um, talents and uh, projected the same image, but was was selling conservative ideas, and all of a sudden conservatives were trashing him and, and saying he was uh, he, he needs to go, and uh, you know he became very unpopular among Republicans. You might be able to make a case that some racism was involved. But well, because, but, but let me just say that I'm, my views are more independent. I mean, I, I, when I look at states run by conservatives, I don't see much difference in terms of how those welfare programs are run or how the systems are run. Um, I, um, I, I'm more independent in my views. I want to see effective leadership. I've seen effective leadership for instance, with a uh, a conservative uh, in in um, Dick Reardon, for instance, in 1990, was the first Republican elected mayor in 35 years, and he was elected before because not he was a conservative. He he went into the community two years before he ran for office, and worked with low-income Hispanic leaders and helped build. A, a after school, state of the art after school facility. 
and and developed and earned the trust of the people, and therefore when he ran for office, they were willing to uh, vote for a Republican, not because he was a Republican, but because he was an effective right. leader. And I think that that's what people are wanting to vote for the day. They don't want to vote for either a Democrat or a Republican. They want someone who comes in and earns the vote because they're putting in place effective policies. What is your reaction to the reaction to President Trump's comments about Baltimore recently? <laughs> well, I just wrote that they were rude, crude, and true. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think that what the way he said it, the fact that he generalized about everybody in Baltimore was yeah, wrong. Right. And the fact that he targeted uh, the, the Congressman Cummings, mm-hmm. I think, uh, deflected attention from the real substance of what he said. He is, if he had been mild-mannered and speaking about it, we wouldn't be talking about it. Mm-hmm. But I think Baltimore, the low-income blacks in, in that city have some real problems, and I think the president has helped them by talking about it the way he did, because now maybe there's something will be done about it that uh, hasn't been done before. But if he was mild-mannered, I guess, in talking, we, we wouldn't even be discussing No, if he would have uh, he if he would have made the normal political and uh, reserved, uh, dignified yep. statement, it just would have fl- gone, gone right over everybody's head. Um, I agree with you. Uh, now, um, how... Uh, Will those comments, and I I guess he's going to be, I I have a feeling he's going to be going after other cities uh, uh, that are that have been run by Democrats for literally, uh, if you added them all up, thousands of years uh, without a Republican. Uh, Will his going after them, will he will it help him get black votes? Uh, He already polls. The president already polls 20 percent in the black community. Uh huh. I mean, he's he's gotten more support. I mean, low-income blacks know that they've been left out like low-income whites have. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why, um, and so, no, I really think um, what's refreshing about him, he's not a guilty white man. I, I, I think we have suffered enough guilty white people uh, <laughs> who, who continue to patronize like uh, Warren and some of the candidates that I saw. You know, and and I and I think that the president really doesn't care what people think. He's going to say what's on his mind, and I think that's refreshing. You can like it or uh, not, but at least it's gotten people talking about the issues uh, yep. in a way that they would not have if he been more mild mannered. I got to finish up here. I got about a minute and a half left, Robert. Um, if you could do one thing to improve the prospects of young blacks in America, what would it be? I would, first of all, start with looking for leadership in the community suffering the problem. Um, uh, my son, Jamal Wilson, is, a, is a, a citizen of Pittsburgh, and he does a oh, tremendous job yeah. through his uh, basketball league and, and reaching out, being a positive mentor to uh, hundreds and hundreds of kids. I think more young people, leader, young leaders, need to do what he and others have done, and is provide leadership at the local level by actually getting into the lives and providing them hope and opportunity. Now, uh, Robert, is he, uh, your son Lamar, he lives in Pittsburgh? Jamal, Jamal, yeah, he lives in Pittsburgh, and uh, he's the manager of another radio station, uh, has been for for years, but he's a fine young man who's passionate, as I am, about uh, helping inner city young people and others come together using sports, and other kind of healthy outlets to help them to build better lives. And uh, so I'm really proud of him. And uh, That's great. And, I, and he's a model for what I think all young adults should be doing. There's only one problem with him. He works for another radio station. I can't have him on and my I radio show. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks, Robert. I appreciate it. Love to have you on again. Uh, I always okay. appreciate seeing you on. Uh, I've seen you many times on Fox. I've always been impressed. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Okay. And that's Robert Woodson of the Woodson Center. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump's pick for the Director of National Intelligence has announced his withdrawal from consideration. President Trump has withdrawn the nomination of John Ratcliffe to be the Director of National Intelligence. Ratcliffe says he was humbled and honored. 
who have been considered for the position. The president says he will name another nominee soon. Correspondent John Scott, President Trump said there was too much resistance to the nomination. I think he would have had great Republican support, probably would have had no Democrat support, which would have been nice to get some. Uh, but I think he would have done fine. But it would have been a long, it would have been a long, hard slog. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 98 points. The Nasdaq dropped 107 and the S&P 500 was lower by 21. An arms treaty signed by President Reagan and Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev is now null and void. This is SRN News. When it comes to your pain, many of you might be skeptical, like I was, about ordering Relief Factor. Pat Boone again for this wonderful 100% drug-free supplement designed to help your own body lower or eliminate occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, everyday living. I'm not skeptical any longer. The three-week quick start is now discounted to only $19.95. Why don't you let us see if we can get you out of pain, too, at relieffactor.com. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. That's why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. Try ZipRecruiter now for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Hugh Hewitt can see a renewed relationship with England. Boris Johnson is close to winning. He's going to be the next Prime Minister of Great Britain. And that's going to be good for everybody. Boris Johnson wants to make resettling relations with President Trump one of his first acts in Downing Street by traveling to the United States to negotiate a post-Brexit trade deal. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at 6, right before Mike Gallagher at 9 on AM 1250. The Answer. Are you worried that the next market downturn could rob you of your wealth and your security? Are you concerned that your lifetime may last longer than your life savings? You don't have to be. For over 30 years, Gary Hunt has advocated for strong retirement principles, helping families in Allegheny and Westmoreland generate more income while protecting their retirement funds. And Gary now offers retirement-minded savers and investors a free book so you can better understand what it takes to structure a more stable, secure, and confident retirement. Call Gary Hunt and request your copy of Income Allocation. 844-366-HUNT. That's 844-366-486. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, a warrior is more than a team name. Here, at their fully accredited K-12 grade Christian school, just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, a warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. A warrior is challenged to learn as they develop a strong work ethic, achieve academic excellence, and cultivate a lifelong love of learning. And a warrior is trained to lead through Christian character and integrity so they can impact the world for Christ by their example wherever God calls them. So, are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School, a fully accredited K-12 grade Christian school just 15 minutes north of Cranberry where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. That's O-U-R-P-C-S dot org. As an organ donor, your story doesn't have to end. The good in you can live on. In fact, you could save up to eight lives and restore sight and health for many more. Sign up right now online as an organ, eye, and tissue donor. You'll be happy you did. And just maybe someone else will be happy too. Go to organdonor.gov. It saves lives. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Got some showers moving through and a flood warning. Really difficult to get around the area. We are just totally tied up on the Parkway West, outbound Banksville Road, out to 60 and inbound, starting around 79 all the way to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Parkway East, that stacks up outbound around Boulevard of the Allies, out to Greensburg Pike, and pretty much all the way inbound as well. Now we've got a heavy ride on the inbound Liberty Bridge, that because of an earlier accident. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. Some of you tonight starts out with a shower or thunderstorm. Otherwise, we'll have partly cloudy skies, humid with the low 65. Then tomorrow, it'll be partly sunny, and for most, it'll be a decent August day with a high 83, but there could be an afternoon thunderstorm in the laurels. 
Mostly clear with a low 63 tomorrow night. Then uh, Sunday looks pretty good. Partly sunny with a high of 83 again. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. And now it's time for the Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. Well, we could have picked any one of the 20 participants in the Democrat debates, but that would be too easy. Would take up too much time. Um, And, you know, we could pick any one of them every week. But the winner this week is Don Lemon of CNN. Congratulations to him. Now, there probably isn't anybody in the media who hates Donald Trump more than uh, Don Lemon. He was one of the moderators of the debate on CNN. And a debate moderator, at least I don't think, is it really isn't supposed to be uh, worked. It isn't supposed to blatantly work his opinions into his questions. But uh, this jerk did. We want to turn now to the issue of race in America. Congressman O'Rourke, President Trump is pursuing a re-election strategy based in part on racial division. How do you convince primary voters that you'd be the best nominee to take on President Trump and heal the racial divide in America? Senator Bennett, the question for you. Why are you the best candidate to heal the racial divide that exists in this country today, which has been stoked by the president's racist rhetoric? Secretary Castro, after the president's racist tweets attacking Baltimore and Congressman Elijah Cummings, the mayor of Baltimore slammed the tweets and said to the president, and I quote here, help us. Send the resources that we need to rebuild America. So what would you do for Baltimore and other cities that need help? Senator Klobuchar, what do you say to those Trump voters who prioritize the economy over the president's bigotry? Well, first of all, uh, there are people that voted for Donald Trump before that aren't racist. They just wanted a better shake in the economy. Wow, that was Amy Klobuchar. If we had a non-jerk of the week, she might win. That was her at the end. She actually was able to say that all Trump voters aren't racist. Now, she won't win any friends in the Democrat uh, Party for that. But uh, anyway, congratulations to Don Lemon of CNN. He is the Windows R Us Jerk of the Week. The Jerk of the Week is brought to you by Windows R Us, Pittsburgh's premier exterior replacement company. Expert repair and replacement for windows, roofs, siding, doors, gutters, and downspouts. Why pay double? Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. So, Don Lemon, uh, jerk of the week. He could be jerk of the decade, actually, but, uh, you know, we can't, we have to pick one a week. We could actually do jerk of the day around here. It'd be easy to find somebody every day. I got one for you here. I don't know if he's the jerk or the people at uh, Access Hollywood are the jerks, um, but uh, there's a show called Access Hollywood, which I've seen you know bits and pieces when I've walked by the television and it's on, or I've seen it flipping by, and I have seen this guy. I don't know anything about him, but uh, NBC executives met this week uh, to consider whether to let him keep hosting the show Extra. Um, uh, and uh, and host the NBC show Access Hollywood in September because he made some comments about transgender children. According to the source for Radar Online, they were talking about whether or not they should keep them. Uh, now, the remarks he made on the Candace Owens show, she's a conservative black woman, um, and he was asked by her about a new trend in which Hollywood celebrities or, quote, saying their child is picking their gender. Now, <clears throat> that does, you would think that that, again, this is one of those coma stories. Uh, because if, if you were in a coma for 10 years and you woke up today and you found out that there were people with a straight face saying that they just had a child and that they're going to let the child decide, rather than just, you know, like looking at the child when it's naked. <laughs> And deciding what it is, they're going to wait and let the child decide, not the adult who's already had you know years of experience. They're going to let the child decide. You wake up after being in a coma for ten years, you think people are kidding you, and you think you you might want to go back into the coma. But this was Lopez's response to that question. I'm trying to understand it myself, and please don't lump me into that whole group. I'm kind of blown away too. Look. I'm never one to tell anyone how to parent their kids, obviously, and I think if you come from a place of love, you really can't go wrong. But at the same time, my God, 
If you're three years old and you're saying you're feeling a certain way or you think you're a boy or a girl, whatever the case may be, well, it's a completely, and you can see just in that answer, he's trying as hard as he can to couch it with coming from a place of love. He he knows what he's saying is dangerous, just by the way he said it. So, So people got upset, obviously, because he didn't, because he cast some doubt on the, um, the, idea that a three-year-old <laughs> a three-year-old child excuse me uh uh, uh sally uh what's it what's the name for aaron you're a little girl uh which gender would well you, we, i don't know how do you give them a name how do they have a name well it doesn't matter what their name or do they change it? i don't know so if you're three and the name is aaron do you then change it to a-a-r-o-n when you're three you know a dad Mom, I think I'd like to change the spelling to A-A-R-N-R-O-N, and I'm going with boy. Is that okay with you guys? Whatever you want, Aaron. You can be what you want. That's This is what you're supposed to do with a three-year-old child, okay? So, uh, Extra released a statement, and this is just, this is major league puke material. While we have enjoyed a long relationship with Mario Lopez, who we know to be a caring person... The opinions he expressed in this interview do not reflect those of Extra. We wholeheartedly embrace our friends from the LGBTQ community and believe they need support and love. For more support on these issues, you can go to glad.org and blah, blah, blah. So then, Lopez, instead of saying, hey, listen, uh, you know, I'm sorry, but... I know people can disagree, but I, uh, you know, sue me. I, I think that asking a three-year-old child which gender he, she wants to be is insane, okay? He can't say that. Instead, he comes out with this to People magazine. The comments I made were ignorant and insensitive, and now I have a deeper understanding of how hurtful they were. No, you don't. You don't have a... There's no way he has a deeper understanding. There's no way. He still feels the same way. What he understands is he's not allowed to say how he feels, okay? He's not changing how he feels. Uh, And what he should be saying is the comments I made were taken as ignorant and insensitive, and I now have a deeper understanding of how I just was insane to think I could get away with saying something that made that much sense. But what he said was... The comments I made were ignorant and sensitive, and I now have a deeper understanding of how hurtful they were. I have been, of course, I have been and always will be an ardent supporter of the LBGT community. Of course you are. And I'm going to use this opportunity to better educate myself. Moving forward, I will be more informed and thoughtful. No, he won't. He'll be more careful with saying what he really believes on television because he knows he can't get away with it because the stupid people win in Hollywood and TV and then basically in the media. I liked um, Piers Morgan, who's a liberal, I think. Uh, I know he's a liberal, but hes I find him, and I don't see him a lot either. I see him on stuff like this. I don't watch the He's on a show on the BBC. I never see that. But this is what Piers Morgan said. What nonsense. No three-year-old child can possibly self-determine their own gender or sexuality. Imagine that. Mario's uh, been shamefully bullied into apologizing for stating what every parent knows to be the truth. I've had four kids, and they could barely determine what day it is at that age. He followed later by stating... You know, I don't think transgender people are nuts. I do, however, think it's nuts to let a three-year-old make any life-altering decision about anything. They haven't a clue. How can anybody argue with anything in that, in that statement that, that Piers Morgan said? So, I mean, maybe I should find somebody who can make the argument. Now, you know, call me, uh, 844-302-1250. I'd be happy to hear from you. Just please, I'm begging you. Somebody call me and tell me how it's not stupid to expect a three-year-old to be able to make a life-altering decision, as he says, to pick their gender at three years old. He's still pooping. No, they, they're probably not pooping in their pants at three. By then, they're they're getting over that, okay? Um, and they don't know what gender they are. They don't. There's just no way they do. Um, at three. I mean, it's bad enough at ten or eight. You see these... Um, what do you call them? Uh, drag queen uh, at the at the libraries doing it. So I thought I really liked what um, 
what uh, Emily Jasinski of The Federalist wrote about this. This is really good. Just one paragraph. This isn't the consequence of some vast left-wing conspiracy. She's talking about what happened to uh, Lopez here. Uh, But an output of the elite progressive machine. She has that in caps. This machine emboldens fringe campus leftism to migrate from ivory towers to Twitter, where coteries of uh, progressive reflexively pile on dissenters, catching the attention of perpetually online journalists who use social media as an assignment editor. That's a great line. Uh, Progressives reflexively pile on dissenters, catching the attention of of perpetually online journalists like me who use social media as an assignment editor and elevate small backlashes into national stories by assigning news value where little exists. The panic This panics those media executives who in turn coerce garden variety apologies out of flailing public figures. That perfectly describes what happened to Lopez. Um, and it happens all the time. I'm trying to think there was an example... I can't think of it right. It just popped into my head. There was an example uh, a week or two ago where, um, oh, um, uh, a Disney character, a mermaid, they decided that the mermaid was going to be black. And somebody put out there that there was a backlash. And the, the, the statement that there was a backlash was based on like two tweets. And they called that a backlash. Nobody cared. I, there's, there's not, there are two white people in the United States who care what color the mermaid is in a stupid Disney cartoon. They just don't. But they, they, they have to just feed this uh, myth, and so that's a backlash now. Well, that's what she's talking about. Uh, reflexively pile on dissenters, catching the attention of perpetually online journalists who use social media as an assignment editor. So uh, there you have it. Now, there are a bunch of people who could have been jerks of the week there, but... Uh, uh, Mario Lopez and whoever works at NBC would have been strong candidates. We'll give them the, the honorable mention. I don't know. I, I, I think they get a silver medal for that. I don't know what we give them, but that's that's uh, the award for them. Now, which brings me to this, and you'll be happy to know this. X will become an option for gender on PA driver's licenses. Uh, according to uh, drivers, it says here, drivers in Pennsylvania soon will be able to get a gender-neutral driver's license, according to the State Department of Transportation. Motorists will be able to... Motorists. Who calls anybody... Have you ever heard that term used by anywhere but in the media? Mo, who? I, I think when I was working at uh, KDK, one of the producers or, or um, um, news directors, somebody said, I, anybody who uses the word motorist will be fired. At least they should have said that. I think they said it. Just come up with something else. That's the word they used in uh, 1909 when they talked about somebody who drove. Oh, he's a motorist. He drives a, a you know, a, a, a car with a motor in it. Who calls anybody a motorist? Have you ever heard anybody say that in a conversation? Never. Anyway, I just had to, th- had to throw that in there. Uh, the, tr- the change is expected to come next year, according to Erin Waters Tresalt, a spokeswoman for PennDOT. Uh, and she says... Um, the agency has been monitoring what other states have been doing and with customers have been asking for it. Now, my question for that is, would be, how many? Like, it's easy to just say, oh, yes, custom, if two customers ask for it, that would be a true statement. But uh, how many? How many? Cu- and then here's another thing. I, I, nobody will do this story either, and I'm too lazy to do it or too busy or something. Maybe I could. Um, what? Like once they do put this uh, option out there for the driver's license, how many people will actually have X put on their driver's license? A hundred, a thousand in Pennsylvania. I'm talking about ten thousand, five hundred thousand. I'm going to guess twelve. Okay, that's would be that would be my guess. About twelve, but nobody will do that story. Somebody, please. Uh, call somebody at the, uh, the the what is it the Department of Motor Vehicles and find out how many people actually would do that. Uh, uh, may, go to the effort of having X put on their driver's license. Maybe if some three year olds would, but they don't have driver's licenses, so they don't. They wouldn't. Maybe if they could, maybe they should let them drive. Uh, anyway, uh, so there's a lot of jerks in there, um, and uh, Mario Lopez. Not, is it Mario Lopez? Yeah. He's he's I'm sorry, but he's a jerk, not for having what he's well, not for what he said originally, but for being too much of a, a um, 
sissy to uh, to to uh, stick up for what he was saying. I'll be right back. We're talking to Rocky Blyer. He's involved with the Miracle League of Moon Township and the construction of a Miracle League athletic field. The fields are designed to make it possible for kids with special needs to play sports. Every child, no matter what the situation, deserves a chance to be able to play, to compete, and have a place that's safe, takes care of needs, that's organized. This will be the fourth Miracle League field that will be built. Now we've got four places to be able to travel, so it broadens the whole interest of sports. It's just terrific for a community to do that. There's a buddy system I thought was pretty impressive. What's that all about? Kids with special needs have a buddy. A a child who's in school. It's like having an older brother or sister involved with you. So it's really good in that everybody has human dignity of being able to participate. The website is miraclesinmoon.org. Check it out and let's help make this dream a reality. Hey Rocky, thanks and uh, we'll be talking to you again about this project. Appreciate you coming on to talk about it. Thank you for having me. All right, man. Take it it. easy. Rocky Blyer and we'll be right back. Recent storms have done a number on Pittsburgh homes and businesses. This is John Steigerwald. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. All you have to do is visit windowsrspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. Why pay twice as much with other companies? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsrspittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off at windowsrspittsburgh.com. That's windowsrspittsburgh.com. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday right here on the John Steigerwald Show. windowsrspittsburgh.com. Do you find yourself struggling to get comfortable while trying to read or watch TV in bed? Consider an adjustable bed from the original Mattress Factory and elevate your sleep experience. Raise your head and feet to the zero-gravity position to help relieve joint pressure and provide optimal comfort. The original Mattress Factory offers two models of high-quality adjustable beds at an excellent value. Both models are designed to pair perfectly with an original mattress. Visit an original Mattress Factory location near you to find the perfect adjustable bed and mattress for you. Sleep impacts your ability to focus, learn, and solve problems. But according to Harvard Medical School, only 11% of American college students are sleeping well. At the Original Mattress Factory, we can't guarantee that your college student won't stay up until 3 a.m. cramming before a big exam. But we can provide a hand-built, high-quality mattress at a factory-direct price when they are finally ready to get some rest. Visit an Original Mattress Factory store near you or go to OriginalMattress.com to learn more. You started your business with nothing but a great big idea. They told you it couldn't be done, but that just made you work harder to prove them wrong. Now look at you, ready to take on the world. Speed Pro Pittsburgh South gets where you're coming from when they said they wanted to create great big graphics for great big ideas like yours in less time than anyone else. They were told it couldn't be done. Speed Pro Pittsburgh South just smiled and said, oh yeah, watch us. When you need a large format printing partner who can provide high quality visual graphics in stunning detail, from trade show displays to outdoor signs, 3M brand vehicle wrap for your fleet, to window graphics, banners, and decals, Speed Pro Pittsburgh South can handle most jobs in two days or less and can roll with last minute change ups without breaking a sweat. Who says it can't be done? For a free quote, visit speedpropghsouth.com. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Boy, does Rachel Maddow need an impeachment. Not the pe- She doesn't need to be impeached. She needs Donald Trump to be impeached to get her ratings up. Uh, she's now in fifth place. She came out in fifth place in July. Uh, 16 months ago, she was ahead of Sean Hannity on Fox. She was number one. And it looked like uh, MSNBC might be headed somewhere, but they're not. Uh, Tuesday, according to Nielsen, uh, the ratings for July, Hannity was uh, number one uh, for the fourth month in a row. Maddow was in fifth. That's at 9 o'clock, in case you didn't know what time she was on. I can't watch her for 
10 seconds with the hand gesturing. Somebody on Twitter said she wears the same black outfit every night. That's not something I would notice. Uh, maybe, uh, I'm sure it was a woman who noticed. I would never notice that. I don't care what she wears. But um, back then, she had 3 million and 58, 3, 3.058 million viewers. Uh, it was the best uh, ever for her back uh, when, um, when she, had, she was number one. But last month, Maddow had a total audience of 2.5 million, down from 3.05. Uh, that's, uh, that's a long, that's a big drop. Hannity... Uh, is up at 3.3 million, but the the uh, October 2018 Maddow had finished. It was the first time uh, since October 2018 that she finished outside the top three cable shows. She's dropped down to five, uh, and N- MSNBC had its least watched month among 25 to 54 year olds. That's the number one demographic since Trump moved into the White House. So, and that's included uh, as according to. Uh, What's his name? Patton from um, uh, NBC. I forget which is one of the, one. Uh, he's he's a um, writer for somebody here. I forget. We've had him on the show. I think USA Today um, media guy. Anyway, he said uh, that's even even including Robert Mueller's um, hearings and everything. They they just they haven't been able to get him back. So well deserved uh, ratings tanking by uh, Rachel Maddow and. Um, I don't know what they're going to do to get it back. Uh, they, they're trying hard, but they're, they need another conspiracy. And what they need, they need impeachment. That's, that's when they get the, these people back who watch this, uh, who are watching her show religiously. I was stunned to see her move into first place. But it's pretty obvious why it was, they were doing wishful thinking journalism and they were attracting a lot of wishful thinkers who were all expecting, because of what they were saying on MSNBC, for Donald Trump to be marched out of the White House in handcuffs any minute. It didn't happen. I'll talk to you on Monday. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Aaron for another great job of producing. Aaron Byrne, and we'll see you Monday. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.